so uh hi everyone lance is back tonight because um due to his internet problems and kind of for the sake of time and keeping the episode short we wanted to actually continue on a different episode where we left off in the previous one and uh if i remember correctly um we left off sort of at this junction where we were about to talk about religion and the impact of that in your life so tell us a little bit about uh well first of all you know what religion you grew up with if you yeah. still currently practice or if you still currently believe in anything and uh how that's influenced your life yeah well i think it's not a surprise i think for a good amount of viewers here especially those i went to high school with i was like, born and raised like this like a uh, born again like christian household uh very much like yeah my parents christian my brother is uh, my brother attended the christian university um like i still do very much practice uh being a christian like that, that that hasn't changed when uh going to university especially for me it was a se very secular university um i think it was like a point i made where like yeah i think before i go i going here like i would like to see if there's like an established community which there was so I was like oh that was that was cool um so yeah i kind of quickly answers those first two questions about my practices like if i still believe it or not very much yeah um in terms of like how much has impacted my life um ooh, that's that's a loaded <laughs> that's that's huge uh yeah how it's impacted my life i mean hmm try to word this in like more practical terms it's like, like I, don't, I don't know really because i feel um i feel like being like a christian has like shaped like a lot of decisions like i've made personal decisions i've made in my life that i never really came to like i would say like regret Mm. or like say I, I don't know like i never I, in terms of like impact where like there was like difficulties and stuff not really like i know like some people really like to talk about the uphill battles the all that jazz but it's just like i don't know i think for me it's mm. just been pretty i want to say easy it, it was just more hmm how do i i don't know how to word it it's like natural i guess i think sure. it just comes with like how i was raised right because I can't speak for every every anybody else who believes the same thing I do or who don't even believe in the things I do, but like, like yeah, um, but goodness, like, I mean, it shaped like my beliefs, like shaped definitely my moral compass, like what mm -hmm. my what I consider like my ethical, my ethic, my ethical standards, what I consider is right and wrong. This is very much can be subjective for other a lot of people, most definitely, but yeah, I guess that's really how it's impacted me from like. From a moral standpoint, very much so. Very much heavily influences like the things I believe uh, from mm. from that from that standpoint. I think, and I don't know, not much so else in other facets of my life. Really, I guess you could say work ethic probably, but uh, <laughs> I have I don't think I even I follow that a lot because I procrastinate way too much. Because like biblically speaking, it talks about the merits of hard work. You should be hardworking. It's like that's true. I do sure. respect that, yeah. but at the same time too, I'm so lazy. <laughs> I have, mm. I'll have to admit, like I don't follow all of these like these like tenets to it to it to like a to a T. But yeah, that, that's basically. So to from those questions. so from the way that I understand it, basically you you grew up a Christian, you still are a Christian, you still believe, and you still. I oh yeah, actually, I need to make that distinction. Actually, mm -hmm. um, sure. it's not it's not a cause and effect. Like I grew up in a household of like a christian parents sure. but at the same time once i've come to like an age where i consider myself mature quote unquote where i could think for myself where i could you know ask the big questions or where i internalize more stuff personally the faith that i have is my own and like okay. I, when i yeah so when i share that to other people it's like yeah i was born and raised in this did they probably have a influence in that yo most definitely there 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 obviously will be an influence to that i'm not i'm not shy to say that it's just at the end of the day too like my my conclusions and the beliefs that i hold ultimately at the end of the day are mine not mm -hmm. my parents right so like, sure. yeah but in general um as far as the impact is concerned it's not that <clears throat> i don't want to say that it hasn't benefited you because it sure has at some point but it but it hasn't mm. had like a a a strong negative impact on you because because like you said you already, you already mentioned it, a lot of uh uh, uh, Christians and Catholics, they kind of claim this experience of this constant uphill battle, you know, constantly falling short and yeah. uh, that weighing on their conscience very heavily. Um, that's actually, that's actually probably the first time I've heard someone from, from a 
Christian backgrounds say that um, that it hasn't been like a constant uphill battle. It's yeah, and I think I don't know. I, I don't want to throw my fellow brother and sister in Christ under the bus. I'm not throwing any shit at anybody, but it's just like kind of like I feel like it's misworded. Like it's mm. never like co- like they're obviously everybody in life, regardless of whether or not you're religious or whatever, have uphill battles. Of course, I'm not saying my life's been perfect or smooth sailing, but it's just sure. like it's this constant. It's not. It's not like how every day you feel like it is like an uphill battle, but like, or it's how do I word this? It's like so like like this insurmountable like heavy like weight on you that you always have to overcome like every single mm-hmm. day. It's like it's not always gonna be like that. It like like how life works. It's just highs and lows at some points, or just even sure. like a very yeah like you know very like dull rut middle ground. Like it's what it comes to. Because, yeah, I don't want to get twisted where, like, oh, I've never experienced hardship. Of course I did. But it's, like, it's not a thing where it's, like, oh, my gosh, I wake up every day and the devil on my shoulders freaking, mm-hmm. like, like weighing me down in a shackle on my ankle. I drag myself out of my bed every morning. It's, it's, not, it's not stuff like that. It's just, like, when it comes, it hits like a truck, most definitely. Yeah. Like, it's never been so it, traumatized that way. Actually, now, now that you mentioned it, because this is something that I've also re- reflected upon in my life, and... I've recently, I don't want to say that I've come back to sort of a, 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 a religious faith of any kind, but I've, okay. I've, I've had a change in me personally as it pertains to a belief in a, in a, in a higher power. Let's just call it that. Okay. Um, but I think the number one thing that sort of drove me away from uh, Catholicism, which is what I, the household I grew up in was the Catholic okay. household. And uh, what really drew, drove me away was this constant idea, like you just said, or like what every um, so far religious mm-hmm. Christian guest on our show has said is this this idea that you're constantly falling short. You know the episode with uh, Justin Ishak is he he went uh, in in great de- detail to explain this. You know that we are constantly not enough, right? And mm-hmm. that's like one of the biggest driving forces that actually pushed me away from that because I was kind of like, look, if I'm <laughs> I'm someone generally who's very like uh, outcome oriented, so uh, okay. I. I'm willing to put the time into uh, to do something as long as I can see an improvement over time. Right? Oh, okay. And so for me, uh, seeing, you know, years and years of just going through that, I was kind of like, look, th- there's no point in this. Like, wh- <laughs> why should I believe in something that I'm never, or why should I adhere to a system rather? Let's put it that way, mm-hmm. in which I am, I'm, I'm stagnant in a negative way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. And like, dude, that's totally fair. And like, I could somewhat empathize with it to a certain degree, but I don't think fully because like, I don't know if Alex yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, Justin, yeah. I like, yeah, he was my mentor. And like, I do kind of like, agree. I do agree with the saying, but like how he falls short. I mean, in my interpretation of it, it's like, because we're not perfect. We're mm. kind of like, just not perfect people is the way I view it. But no, I get what you mean. And that, that, that could be very like, like heavily discouraging. <laughs> like damn that, that's really insightful i really don't know how to respond to that at the moment yeah. per se like yeah because that's your personal experience like i can't take that from you and, and it's very valid it's just like huh that is true it's you obviously come to a point it's like when you know the outcomes there where it's just like not going to change it's like well damn. Yeah. <laughs> then why <laughs> i've always kind of likened it to um to constantly like studying for a test because like like a test is sort of a yeah. measure of your performance right to to be yeah, constantly yeah. studying for a test that you know you're going to fail fail that's yeah kind of like, that's kind of how why even yeah. bother <laughs> like, <laughs> no i i get it like that's true i mean in the way i would probably view it um i think it just has to do with like our intrinsic nature of like the whole classic nobody's perfect line and yeah but no honestly and probably you you obviously we believe like no human is perfect like we're we're all pretty yeah we're pretty horrible people and we're extremely flawed look at what's happening yeah yeah (laughs) we're extremely flawed but honestly the what you how you worded was like i never yeah like that's something i don't think people like talk about too it's just like how they're turned off from like a certain like Mm. religious sect or a faith it's like especially when it comes to the concept of like we're not perfect it's like yeah okay we're not perfect yeah i get it we're all human like whatever but it's like the all of the idea it's like but i don't want to subscribe to this notion where like no matter what i do it just sucks (laughs) which yeah no like i feel that most definitely yeah i mean it's weird because you know you have that side of things where you know as lewis said 
you're being constantly told that you know whatever you do and whatever you are it's not good enough mm-hmm. um but on the other end of it there are people who derive tremendous support from faith and yeah. um so what's that been like for you i mean because the way i view people who have faith sometimes is that they always have this constant invisible safety blanket around them or invisible crush that they can lean on mm, like yeah okay um I do kind of subscribe to that notion like there is a, a safety blanket like there like there, like in terms of like assurance in myself like the constant stuff that me as a Christian I'm saved by the grace of God he is my savior and through Christ alone like I'm able to like you know I'm, I'm like basically saved and like and it's just like knowing like from from like biblical, biblically speaking it's like like yeah you're not enough to follow up to the whole point by falling short like you're never going to add uh be enough but by like the laws of like the moral laws of like in scripture but like to the lord himself like to him that you you are and for me that's very comforting to me i don't know if i worded that properly it's like 11 a.m and i'm still recovering from a food coma but like i don't know no worries just just speak whatever yeah cool (laughs) um but um like yeah it's just like the comfort in like you like my savior says that i know you're flawed but despite all that like i still love you that's that's the that's the 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 comfort i cling on but alec to add to your point about the crutch there there is one thing i don't agree with with that though Mm. it is the one where people use like the lord or whatever like like figure they follow i can't speak much for the other like like religions like islam or anything i cannot speak in grounds for that but like whatever force or upper higher being they believe in um they use them as a crutch in terms of like using them as a scapegoat. Mm. If that makes any yeah, sense. Using it as an it's like they, they yeah. absolve themselves of any kind of wrongdoing. It's because, because like they lean it towards that. And I'm just like, no, exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't, you, okay. Maybe not in terms of like the attributing to the higher being that they make a scapegoat in terms of like using, like, I, I think they're uh, religion where it's like, I did something very much damning and horrible, <laughs> but like, oh, because I'm this, because I'm a Christian, because I'm like, I'm a Muslim or because like, mm. like a spiritual person, it's like, I should be absolved of all this. Like, no, don't, don't lean to your yeah. like, spirituality as this, this like a uh, get out of jail free card, essentially to like, be like, oh, just quickly, like, forgive what I do. And it's like, yeah, nah, yeah, dude. Yeah. like, I you have to live with the this. Con- I spoke about this on the Justin Ishak episode where uh-huh. I I, I I told a story about a friend who okay. who because I while I was going to university here I was also in a Catholic students fraternity, and okay. um, I have a friend who basically adheres to like none like zero of any of the teachings that are found in the Bible right like okay. zero he doesn't he doesn't really care about anything besides you know be a nice person that, that's pretty much it of course and uh, whenever we would like speak to him about it he would just and the funny thing is now he's actually a former law student now planning on becoming a catholic priest which was like, whoa wow okay. <laughs> yeah um wow, okay. but his excuse every time would always just be like yeah well i'm saved anyway so i don't really have to like worry about what i do i'm just kind of like i don't think that that's how that works mm. like yeah <laughs> that's not really how that works like sure, yeah sure you can be forgiven for your sins but um you still have to try to at least at least give some effort to live to a higher yeah. standard you know yeah like so like the kind of like a faith without good works or faith without really kind of like a by trying to do your best to adhere to a character yeah. as like you know like the satisfaction of like biblically speaking it's like it's dead yeah <laughs> yeah you can't yeah complacency yeah that that's pretty like a pretty horrid mindset most definitely sure going back to like alex point but yeah that other facet of like the security blanket that some mm. spiritual people is like it's like oh i could fall on this because like i'm already forgiven it's like no and you it doesn't give you excuse to be complacent exactly exactly nor yeah, does yeah. it give you an excuse to be to do something horrible it's like like the lord forgive in the eyes of the lord forgive me yeah sure he would but like you have to face the consequences too being forgiven doesn't absolve you from the consequences you have to face absolutely right and, and i think alec and i can agree that the, the most obnoxious thing you can you can hear at least for for us because because we are not religious right yeah uh is someone who has certain character traits which are let's say disagreeable or like not not nice uh what 
whatever those tend to, tend to be, or they these people perform certain actions and always sort of, instead of owning up to it, just push it off to their religion or to a deity that they worship, right? It's kind of yeah. like, dude, stop. Like, take some yeah. accountability for what you're doing, you know? Yeah, like literally, <laughs> literally, it's like, what, what do you... And it just, it just, and it's those kind of people that kind of like then dampen the image of like that, the very like body they believe, like the very like thing they believe in. It's like, dude, you're not painting a good image for the, the body of like, of like your um religion. Most definitely you're not. Absolutely. Yeah. I never got that. Like, um, to probably like add on to that point, uh, the, um, like that rampant, like uh thing about scandal with uh, pedophilia and the Catholic church too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, guys, why is it that you're trying to put it under the rug? Yeah. And still to this day, it's kind of just put under the rug. Absolutely. Own yeah. up to it. Like, I don't know if you watched that one Mark Ruffalo movie, Spotlight, the, the biopic that focused on this. Uh, so it's a biopic oh, that focused on this group of journalists. Who, yeah, he plays a journalist um, and he goes around investigating yeah. the... The pedophilia in like the American like Catholic okay. churches. Like, I was like, I recommend it. Like, fantastic. It's like, I'm like, yeah, it's like stuff like this is like, you know they wouldn't have to make such a dramatized like movie about investigating this stuff if you just fessed up to it. Absolutely, you know. Um, I suppose legally, I'm still a uh, Roman Catholic here in Germany because here, when you okay. register your 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 place of regi- residency, you have to actually. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh wow. I guess say what confession you are, what religion you are. You can. There is the option to be non-religious. Not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I basically I I pay church tax here. Uh, oh. even though I don't go to church. Church tech. Um, ta- huh, okay. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I've seriously been thinking, especially now that, um, you know, I'm more in a in a working career now, I suppose, mm-hmm. and no longer a student and stuff. Uh, I've been thinking about actually leaving the church because that's the only way to, like, not not pay this tax anymore. Um, except for the fact that that comes with some serious downsides. Now, obviously, you know, if you leave the church, you know, it should be expected that like you, you're never going to marry inside of a church again, because that doesn't work afterwards. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but it goes further than that. You know, it's difficult to uh, find a kindergarten for your kids later because most of the kindergartens here are run by the Catholic church. Um, and when you're not in the church, it's kind of hard to get a spot. Um, I, but, you yeah. know, hmm. I just, the, uh, the whole pedophilia scandal thing, um, it's that and this was a topic in my fraternity like two years ago because you know being a catholic fraternity we are constantly confronted with that right mm-hmm. and um we have actually a couple of priests in our um in our alumni and um one of them actually held a, a presentation um one evening which basically you know it wasn't public it was a private event but he basically mm-hmm. laid bare all the problems and and the uh, the almost like you said the uh, the brushing under the rug of these incidents of yeah. the Catholic Church and for me personally and for a lot of uh, other members it was such a such an outrage to hear all of that that like many mm-hmm. but like many of us afterwards said like actually you know I I don't identify at all with this church anymore this is this is ridiculous like you know if you're you, you obviously cannot control every single priest as an institution, right? Because it, yeah. it, it's really difficult. But when yeah. you do find out, and if you're someone in a place of authority, you find out that some of the, some of this stuff has happened, you don't, the first thing you do is not to consider how do you hide this. The first thing you do is you call the authorities. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right? As a normal thinking human being. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, it's just stuff like that. Again, uh, yeah, I mentioned it a while ago that like, I suppose, especially recently, I found that there has to be something, some kind of a God. And for me, it mm. is the Christian God, because that's what I grew up with. Because uh-huh. it's, there have just been moments in my life where I've just been like, you know, it, it has to be there has to be something that's mm-hmm. controlling stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I fundamentally cannot bring myself to 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 support an institution like the Catholic Church. It just doesn't work. Lewis, to actually add to that 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 point, which is really good. It like, yeah, even a lot of people like I follow like Christian figures. They do say like you believe some because some people are like all of a sudden you still believe in God. It's like yeah, I still do believe in God. I just don't believe in the institution like institutionalized like like religion we've set ourselves up here to be. Just yeah, I've heard that a lot. Back to the, many of my mates. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, 
Um, I mean, I do still believe in my faith. I still know what I'm doing. I still know what I believe in. And I just do not enjoy the like clergy aspect, the institutionalization yeah, of it. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just like, yeah, that's a really good point. And I subscribe to that notion too. It's like, yeah, going back to the thing, um, I guess another point to add to the whole blanket thing, it's like just using the church in general as a means to... Yeah, just hide the pedophilia scandals instead of yeah. being accountable for it, basically. It's, it's like, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The whole like I will still believe in what I believe. I just don't believe in the institution because again, institutionalized part because like it goes back to the previous thing last week. We talked about tribalism. It's just like yeah, it yeah. opens itself to that. Like, you become very close-minded, you become exclusive, or yeah, and the exclusivity just turns people off. And like, I mean, as a Christian, it's just like, aren't we supposed to like say the Lord's name across all corners of the earth and not be dicks about it? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's another thing. And uh, Alec, I think you're you're the one on this show who has often cited this. I think one of the most like off-putting things, and I know that it's it's kind of part of being a Christian, right? Is the uh, is the the how do you say this in English when, you know, Christians, quote unquote, spreading ooh. of the word? Yeah, 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 that, 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 that. I don't know if it's just me, but like that really, that really rubs me the wrong way. I mean, okay, I don't have so. a problem with the concept of spreading the word because that happens every single day with everything. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Politics is another one that is easily mm. one of the things that is comparable to it. It's mm. just the way that, you know, sometimes it go, they go about it. You know, it's not like, hey, like, this is my belief or something like that. It's more kind of just like down your throat in your face kind of typical thing. Mm. It's like demanding rhetoric. <laughs> yeah, it's it's per almost se? like, yeah, it's, at the end of it, you kind of get the feeling they're telling you, oh, you're doing it all wrong. You're going to go yeah. to hell unless you uh, this kind of vibe. So you just, yeah, you don't kind of like subscribe to that. No, I see that. Yeah, that's fair. And they may not even mean to act like that because oh like, yeah because <clears throat> when we were going to school doing um quote unquote mm. religious studies it was actually bible studies mm. in my eyes yeah um obviously scary. i did learn a good amount mm-hmm. because i'm still curious about everything yeah. in the world but the yeah. way that it was kind of you know preached in a mm. sense of like all right this doesn't mm. feel like a class anymore it sounds like a sermon yeah That's- yeah that's really what it was in my eyes, honestly. Like the two years of religious studies in freshman and sophomore year, mm-hmm. at some point, and I think Alec will agree with, with me on this, it was just kind of like in here, out there. Yeah. Fuck. I like, I could somewhat, but like, but for me, like knowing like who I was, like it was kind of like on par for the course. But I do clearly sure. see like some people who are not like religious at all. It's kind of like, kind of, kind of like, what's this? Because here's the thing, right? Wait, Alec, were you here? Oh, yeah, no, you're middle school, right? Um, because if you guys remember this, in eighth grade, with uh, in eighth grade, we learned actually did religious studies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I came, I came in yeah, eighth act- grade, so yeah, we actually did religious studies. When I did this, like, and me as Christian, this is fantastic. Mm. Like, I'm actually learning about the other world religions. Yeah, it was like really yeah, but then cool going to ninth and like- grade, it's like this is mm-hmm. my Sunday. <laughs> this yeah, is like yeah. my Sunday. It's like what's going on? Like, I thought this is supposed to be religious studies. Yeah, it was horrible. Not just. Yeah. one religion studies <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, i remember going into that first class thinking like oh this is gonna be cool i'm gonna get some more um mm. lessons and uh, info mm. about other religions around the world and cultures yeah. and then it just became a one big bible study i just thought oh this is really bumming me and out. yeah man and what really bothered me about that class and again we don't name names here but <laughs> yeah of course hopefully this teacher isn't watching this but if you are you know might need to hear this because you know god forbid you ever hold and hold another one of these classes but like um what really bothered me about that is you know in in ninth and tenth grade we we, we didn't have ib yet so we all had like you know the same classes and stuff but like yeah. everything else was like super fact-based right yeah. everything else was like super you know it was objective. treated as if it was the end all be all no no and uh yeah well that's part of it but what i'm getting at is that like you know, we were learning all this stuff in the natural sciences and in, in our maths class and in geography, right? And then you would come into like religious studies class and like the teacher would say like, like obviously you, you can't objectively teach religion. It doesn't work, right? So you have yeah. to do it subjectively, but, and that's fine, right? But here's yeah. the thing, you can't be stating like, like blatant false facts 
like the class after you just took a natural science class it doesn't work it, like yeah. like you lose credibility yeah. when you do that but, and that would happen on a fucking regular basis this guy will be saying things where i'll just be like dude pull out your phone and google it it's yeah. not true what you're saying like, <laughs> like and no and like to yeah to add to like that yeah there's nothing wrong with talking in some subjective or like from like an allegorical standpoint like no there's definitely. nothing wrong with that yeah there's nothing wrong with it but it's like I was also a bit disappointed like in religious studies too, like in eighth grade, using this as the golden standards, like we only not one look at other world religions, but second, yeah. it's like, we looked at, there was like also the subjective allegorical aspects of like why these people believe what they believe, but it's sure. also like yeah. the history, like yeah. the history of it. Mm -hmm. Like that's something you could tie down to fact. Like, why did we never yep. talk about the accounts of like biblical historical figures that are like tech, sure. by, like, sec yep. yeah, by, yep. by scholars who don't even believe in Christ or in Christianity who say, yeah, that these are events that happened. Why yeah, did we never yeah. focus on those? Yeah. Like, or like, please, or other, <laughs> other like religious, like, or other religions. I want to know their history yeah. too. Yeah. Like going back to, you know, being bummed out about not learning more about other <laughs> religions. Right. Mm. It wasn't until after the fact that I started to get even more curious about it, started reading up on myself. And you okay. know, at that point, I thought every religion was that kind of like that, you know, um, spread the word in good faith and all that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I came up on, read up on, I think it was Buddhism or Shintoism. I think they're okay. both kind of similar in which one of the, I don't want to say teachings, but I guess what they do is that they don't even bother Mm. like spreading the word mm -hmm. it's more of like this like the faith is more of like this is just for you and you should not feel the need to um grab people and bring them into it as well i think that's mm -hmm. shintoism yeah yeah i think yeah. that's shintoism yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of subscribe to that notion too where like yeah believe like it's my own belief but like i guess the part where i slightly diverge from it was like i do want to share it but i don't sure. want to yeah. i don't yeah. want the outcome to be like you have to convert exactly. like no yeah. i just mm -hmm. want to share it like and it sucks because like like um there is a fine line between sharing especially when it comes to religion like there is a fine line when people like i say i just want to share my own beliefs and then people saying oh you're shoving it down my throat it's like well i'm sorry if you felt that way but like that was not my intention mm. if there was a way mm -hmm. i could possibly have worded it where i'm not shoving it down your throat maybe just saying in the disclaimer i'm not going to shove it down your throat i just want to share <laughs> maybe yeah. probably but like yeah it's I don't know. I think people get a bit. I don't want to say this. Like, I don't think it's not. It's not necessarily true. But I feel like there's build a double standard to that. Like yeah, instead of saying, yeah, I don't know, there is. Like to me, instead of like, okay, I'm just literally sharing what I believe. But if you're saying I'm shoving it down your throat, just say you don't want me to talk about. Just say you don't want to talk about that with me. And I'm like, okay, I'll shut up about it. Like yeah. that's it. Don't, and look, that's. Yep. That's equally as valid. I mean, there are truly some people who maybe aren't religious, but maybe they do want to you know, discover something for themselves, maybe. And then there are other people who are just, for whatever reason, you know, if it's their, if it's because they're fed up with how they grew up or mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? They just don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. And uh, for those people, it's only fair if, you know, someone begins to, um, to, to speak about or to share their religious experience that these people just say like, look, it's no disrespect against you. I just, I just don't want to hear it. And that's fine. Yeah. Right. And like, and I'll be like, okay, then I'll show, I won't talk yeah, about it. Like, exactly. But people like have to like use this method. Just like, I don't want it being shoved down my throat or yeah. Okay, cool. Just say you don't want to hear it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, yeah. I don't, yeah, no, but I could get where that, that phrase could make sense in like other like contexts, like not because it's just for me particularly where it's like, when I just try to share stuff, it's like, it's like, Oh, don't it's like, but I'm like, okay, but then just say you don't want to hear it. Yeah. But I think I'm it's never, also I'm not trying to convert here dude like yeah but i think point. it's also easily misconstrued when someone does do that and they mm. inadvertently act or they give off that kind of vibe because religion is very something that's very much ingrained into someone's lifestyle mm. into their character mm -hmm. and when they get onto that conversation they can get really passionate about it which can be mis uh, misconstrued for yeah you know the vibe of shoving it down your throat yeah yeah and that's that's a fair point too like that's why i said like i'm not trying to say like it's like oh like of course like i want to see like oh i'm sorry i'll tone i'll word it in a way where it doesn't feel that way i'm very much open to kind of rewording it so it doesn't get twisted but like yeah but some people i know it's just like you just don't want to talk me to talk about it then just say that yeah. <laughs> too is a thing yeah, and another thing is like because i sometimes like for me for example i still want to hear that 
even though yeah. there's, I know there's a good chance I'm not going to convert in any sort of form, yeah. form away. Um, but if it does get a bit too much, I'll, I'll just kind of just slightly tell them like, hey, um, can you just tone just, it down a bit? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. it back in. I suppose, however, that there is also kind of a double standard because what I've often seen in these, I suppose they are debates between uh, religious Christians and Catholics against agnostics and or atheists is this idea that like it's perfectly okay for the agnostics and atheists to basically objective in air quotes objectively rip apart the arguments of um the religious people but it's like like none of their arguments are being heard you know what i mean um and i again that's that truly is fighting an uphill battle because it's kind of like you keep you can't defeat certain again in air quotes objective facts with subjective mm-hmm. oftentimes anecdotal um mm-hmm. uh, experiences you know yeah um so i guess that's also a really unfair aspect what i do want to touch upon though is i really like what you said about um this idea that like your faith is supposed to be something for you yeah. and uh, i think that you know you know if just more people thought that way, and I, I, I understand that that this goes against like basically every single Abrahamic religion, right? But like I think if just more people live that way, that we wouldn't have this issue that we have nowadays. Because like we already mentioned, people nowadays are just fed up with the Catholic Church for for the scandals. People are fed up with you know the the institutionalized manner of Christianity. And if we're being honest, you know, a lot of the teachings in the Bible are very difficult to integrate into modern life, right? Mm. Um, But I feel like if everyone just sort of found like a compromise between, you know, the, the, the sort of strict nature of the Bible and, you know, this sort of really lax way of looking at things in, in modern society, that people would also just be a lot happier. But yeah. uh, I think the problem is that, like, obviously you can't, like we already said, you know, you can't half-heartedly do some of the stuff that's written in the Bible. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it has to be, like, you have to mean it. You have to mean um, it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm glad you appreciate the point, because, like, I think people get twisted. It's like, I don't, I, yeah, I never liked this idea, like, um, what is it? Like, the idea of, like, bandwagoning. <laughs> Yeah. especially in terms of like things that really have to pertain to like who, what makes you you right your character sure. it's like are you your are you yourself because like of someone else like someone could play a part in influencing those factors but like at the end of the day like everything that you have to arrive at about yourself has to come from you right yeah yeah like it has to come from you or else you're not you you're what you want you are you because people say that that is you i keep saying that, that is you lot, yeah no yeah i see what you mean though yeah yeah and yeah but yeah like going back to the thing about like the whole when it comes to like this form of debate about like and like here's the thing i might come off as like this this might be a very like hot take it's me being christian it's like i honestly feel like some debates when it goes to religion are almost like completely pointless they are not they are. yeah they are in, not in the way okay to to like clarify this like like in terms of convincing or like trying to convert, right? Like this is, this is, I like, I look at this, like the basis, like this is stupid. Cause like at the end of the day, like it's focusing on like this idea of like, yeah, it's subjective. You can't really ground into anything objective. Mm. And it's just also like, and yeah, I'm not afraid to admit the burden of proof is on us, especially when it comes to debate. Like, yeah, we could talk about like the debates about like, like ethics tied to like, like relig- like religious, like tenets, stuff like that. Like talking about those things. I'm all for it, but when it comes to like the big one, the head honcho, like debate topic of the existence of God, I'm like, I look at this like this is pointless. <laughs> this is yeah. completely pointless. And it no, isn't... it's not because yeah, and it's not because like I don't want to hear the other side. Like I've heard so many, like I've heard a good amount of debates about like the existence of God, not even from like the Christian standpoint, like mm. from the atheist standpoint. I heard a lot, and like here's the thing, I really like the points they bring up. They are very eloquent in how mm. they present like this idea that god doesn't exist and it's like yeah dang dude you, like like yeah those are like very fair points but at the end of the day i'm not like oh yeah now because of you i don't believe in god no yeah. it's because mm-hmm. i feel like the purpose of debate for me or when i look at debates is never the outcome is never it's like you're trying to like convert some masses into mm. other things it's it's how you properly 
construct an argument exactly, and how yeah. you construct your reasoning I find is how I judge what a debate is. I find a lot of the atheists' argument for the disproving of the existence of God uh, is honestly because I've watched a bunch of them and I've witnessed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's not like the person comes off as extremely eloquent and extremely well researched. But if you pick apart their language, you realize that they're that they don't have much of content and proof to disprove the existence of God. Or I suppose hmm. their main argument is that there is no proof, right? Therefore, uh, objectively, yeah. therefore, there is no God. It's no God. But I find that a lot of these hardcore atheists hide behind that super eloquent language. If you know what I mean, they hide yeah, behind like the a facade. Neil deGrasse Tyson type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No. They, hi- they, they hide yeah. behind this super eloquent, super well spoken argument. Borderline in, pretentious. Yeah, yeah, borderline <laughs> pretentious. In order to hide the fact that, sure, maybe the Christian is unable to prove the existence of God, but the atheist also has nothing to disprove. Disprove the existence. The, of the existence yeah. exactly, and that's always been my point. My my point for me personally has always been. I have no way of objectively proving that there is that God does not exist, but yeah. I also have no way of also just, equally just, get exactly equally yeah. disproving the existence of a God. And so, yeah. you know, um, I like, <laughs> I've, I guess I just sort of discovered a parallel to the uh, whole COVID vaccine thing. You know, people are always arguing like, oh, it's not, it's not the job of, for example, the CDC to mm-hmm. um, prove whether or not the vaccines are safe. It's their job to disprove that they are unsafe, right? And I think yeah. that like, shouldn't it be like kind of both things? Shouldn't it sort of just be like, you know, there is there's proof equal. that it's okay. And then that there is also proof. Yeah, there, there's disproof that it's not okay, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, most of those debates, honestly, like you said, are just entirely pointless because yeah, like neither side is gonna give. Give head, like have give yeah. head, like yeah. Like, no, that's what I mean, too. Like, I forgot, like, Lewis, like, actually, like, that was a point I forgot to bring up most definitely. It's like, there is no, yeah, burden of proof on us. You can't really prove it objectively. But at the other side, you can't disprove it by, like, in the same act. It's like, it, that's why, too, I've arrived, like, this is stupid. And so when I w- listen to debates, I just listen to, like, how well-constructed their arguments mm. are and, like, how, like, they kind of, like, arrive, like, their logic formation of it. Like, that yeah. is what I like to do and appreciate from the, from both sides. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is, like, a pointless argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also I also found it it's a bit weird because you know it's a faith. And I think yeah. when you go down yeah. to the core of it, especially when you go down to the beginning and origins, like you know, what came before. Mm-hmm. It's like just because you can't prove or disprove it, like it's a faith. That's where the fundamental absolutely bit of yeah. faith comes in, is where you believe in something that you may not necessarily know. Yeah. or like lack evidence of exactly like exactly how, yeah. um <laughs> really i suppose this is kind of a uh, a point i like making whenever i witness these debates uh, in person which pisses mm-hmm. both both sides off like okay to an immeasurable amount is i always mm-hmm. like to say okay so let's let's agree on a couple of things just for the sake of the argument that there is a certain order to the let's say to the bricks of how existence is built right we are we yeah. have an we have an understanding that atoms are built a certain way cells are built a certain yeah. way there is there is a design if you will to certain things mm-hmm. right and i always challenge the atheists to prove to me like is there a or the uh, the god disprovers right is there mm-hmm. a an objective way that you can prove to me that nature tends towards this design and no others right and then yeah. also at the at the same time, I always try to ask the God, the people attempting to prove the existence of God, like, can you dictate to me a or, or point to a single structure or a single way of things being that essentially can only exist by design? Meaning that as we design machines, something else designed that. Yeah. And usually that stops the argument because it's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, like, there is a certain design to things we can't really say whether or not nature always does it this way if it's Mm -hmm. by happenstance or if nature cannot produce that Mm -hmm. um structure on its own and exactly the same way the other round exactly the same way you know vice versa um and i guess that's honestly the question of all questions you know (laughs) like 
at what point at what point can we go back and peel i suppose the layers of existence apart um and at, at what point do we discover what is the origin of or i suppose the core of all that yeah it yeah it's 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 pretty wonky i <laughs> like i am all for like discourse of it but in a in a in the context of where like you're just trying to like one up each other it's kind yeah. of like, like what's no the point? point it's entirely yeah. pointless yeah it's and um yeah because and i think to like add to this thing where like i want to like uh, probably like shift the, the focus the topic a, a little bit more about like i i hate how like there's this like culture now but like where i can't like we're just religious people and like not religious people could just like get along yeah or like when it always like and or like why religion is such a, a dodgy topic quote unquote mm. like i'm like i i look at it it's like why like yeah. yeah like a lot of atrocities were committed like for like the sake of like religion right by these people but the way i view them is like these are just a bunch of fanatics who kind of like put that whole pinned it towards their god or towards their religion thing all over again and i would yeah. argue as a pretty convinced agnostic that equally atrocious um things have been done in the name of science uh, or yeah you know, as, of, as german yeah, I it's not necessarily to do about. with the you know faith or religion itself it's to do with um humanity yeah humanity yeah we are and yeah species. there's horrible people and i was like yeah. why can we never like look at it like that like we divide ourselves like like um how do i like, put this like when people like it which sucks because like like, why does it have to be a, a like a touchy subject? Like, yeah. Because no one ever really wants to look in the mirror and say that they're the problem. That's yeah. very true. That's yeah. goddamn true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, which is like, which sucks. It's like I feel like the biggest amount of malice or like, yeah, is between like I can't speak much for the other. I'm pretty sure they receive the same amount, but between like Christians and atheists too. Mm. Like, holy moly, dude! Like, it's it sucks how we make each other the enemy in yeah. each other's eyes. Like, popular example, uh, there was this one Christian apologist by the name of uh, Sean McDowell. He came to my church one time, mm -hmm. um, and he said he was going to role-play the atheist because his whole thing about Christian apologetics, how to, like, kind of, like, defend your faith in a way, mm -hmm. uh, or he's role-playing an atheist, and he said, just, you know, talk about God and stuff, like, or lack of a God. <laughs> and the moment he said that he was role-playing this atheist, like, everyone in the crowd started booing. And then he's like, whoa, 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 why are you guys booing me? like like yeah i call myself an atheist i don't believe in god i am completely like this polar opposite to like all your tenets and like beliefs but like why are you treating me like an enemy yeah like why like isn't that kind of hypocritical i thought us as believers we what we say we welcome all with love or we have to show mm -hmm. we show love and it's like and like yeah i was i was like laughing it's like that's that's a good point like i wasn't part of the people like who were booing because it's kind of like yeah okay <laughs> but like it's, i'm like yeah guys why are you why are you booing and and like going and like and when i read up on other like stuff too it's just like or watch other stuff it's like there's this one like huge like ass activist for uh, atheists uh, by uh richard dawkins the evolutionary yeah, biologist yeah, yeah. Richard uh, dawkins look, is a very popular like, figure in yeah, that yeah he's a very popular and like but like here's the thing man is is a brilliant mind he's like he like he's done stuff for evolution biology yeah i will not take that from him he's and definitely... in fairness he has some points where i'm kind of like you're not wrong yeah, yeah and like yeah. He's, he knows like he he's well researched this he he demands he's a he's a high like he's a critical thinker he demands a higher set of standards he's and he's like and his skepticism is completely warranted but what i do not appreciate is what he said back in like the early 2000s mm. he had this speech where he said, and this is verbatim, I'm not getting this screwed. He said, mock religion with contempt and mock, and basically to those and to all religious people, like mock them in public, even. Mm. Like, like basically, I'm like, there's a 60, like a man in his 60s, right? Who is essentially encouraging people to bully other people. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an open like, discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wait, dude, like, you're a 63 year old man basically encouraging bullying like i don't yeah. know what they're on and you know, yeah i suppose the way that i see that and the way the way that i personally sort of regulate those thoughts in my head is kind of like on the topic of uh homosexual marriage even mm -hmm. if i'm against it it doesn't fucking apply to me 
So mm. I have no say in that matter, you know? Like, yeah, like, and honestly, like, I, I do believe in this. <laughs> this is probably going to get a lot of, like, if people, like, I don't know, we're out, like, mixed up or, like, Christians, like, as, like, I feel like it, there shouldn't be a law to, like, ban homosexual marriage. Yeah. I don't know why that's yeah. a law. Yeah. I exactly. really don't know why that's a law. Exactly. Like, and I mean, and, and I mean, my whole argument is, like, even if I'm against homosexual marriage, it, it doesn't apply mm-hmm. to me as a heterosexual. So I, I, I get no say in it, right? And I see that similarly to why can't atheists just let Christians believe in what they want to believe? And why can't Christians just accept that atheists don't believe in anything? It's mm-hmm. simple. Just because the other person thinks fundamentally different than you, just in the yeah. same way that a homosexual lives their lives, perhaps fundamentally, well, their sexual lives fundamentally different than the heterosexual, right? Um, yeah. Just, it doesn't matter because it doesn't apply to you. It's probably just a false sense of um, power that people have, mm-hmm. and yeah, just the like, general way that us as human beings interact with each other, i.e., we don't know how to interact with each other anymore. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's another issue. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, like let let people be who they are, right? If it's exactly. like this really doesn't apply to you, you're like projecting yourself onto this other person and seeing them as you and being like, that's not how. Yeah, that's not how you would do it. Or how are you to but like it doesn't matter because it's not you at the end of the day exactly like for us, it's not you it goes back yeah it, it goes back to what i said last week where it's like for as long as you're not directly encroaching or infringing other people's rights or directly harming people or god forbid killing people yeah do what you want <laughs> it's true Literally you know do what yeah. you want <laughs> i mean you know f- f- for me personally freedom is the most valuable thing in the world that you can have but freedom isn't like an an a, a ticket to do anything that you want right your oh, yeah, freedom it's... stops where you start infringing on mine yeah but and... like also like just because you're free to do it doesn't mean you're free of consequences either right sure. Uh, sure. yeah yeah just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you should you should exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that, that's a very good point yeah it's like I it's mean... just one of those things because you know i always have these thoughts of like governments and religions they just need to stay out of people's business that's true because both both entities are get involved with you know like what we were saying with homosexual relations um yeah also get involved in families even women's own biology in terms of Mm. abortion as well yeah and it's just like why are you here (laughs) yeah like you don't need to butt in in this issue fundamentally and i'm and I'm glad that you brought that up. Like my, my, my political compass, or if I had to describe myself and how I see politics in, in, in one phrase, I would basically say as little government as possible. That's, that's, yeah. like, the, that, that's like the yeah. ideal way to do things, as little government as possible. Because pe- people think that like, you know, if a strong government starts enforcing stuff, that things are going to go better. We've seen, we've seen that happen. Look at the third third reich look at the soviet union look at communist china right now look at north korea where everything is very strictly regulated and it's fucking hell on earth yeah like the government honestly i, I do kind of believe like if i were to also align in the, the most bare bones way i pretty much what lewis said it's like small government it's like they're only there to basically enforce the rules yeah. and make sure people's rights don't get encroached on and like literally and like if that's all they could do then to me that's a quote-unquote perfect world <laughs> absolutely unquote. i agree and unfortunately yeah. this is not a perfect world yeah, yeah. oh yeah unfortunately it's sadly not. it's not like, and we can't have nice things it's it sucks but it's that, that's this is point. why we can't have nice things life just sucks but yeah but um kind of like wrangling it back to the point about like why atheists and like christians or like just atheists non-religious and religious people can't get along um there is some glint of hope um honestly one of my all-time favorite YouTube channels is, uh, I don't know if you guys heard him, is a genetically modified skeptic. Uh, have you guys heard of him? Okay, oh, uh, no. it's fine. Um, he's, an, he's basically, he was an um, evangelical Christian turned atheist. And mm. I'm just like, and, you, and some people will be like, oh, wait, you're a Christian. Why are you following this guy? I'm just like, because his content's great. Like, honestly, mm. like mm-hmm. he has this very outside looking in, at best he could be unbiased, like objective, like, like, like critiques about like, like religion about christianity and not only that he's he's very and he got on talk with sean mcdowell the, the person i told you the the, mm. the pastor that came to our church which i loved where like they had a, a two-hour live q a together um and they were like 
basically discussing about why they believe what they believe or why they don't believe it, what they, from each ends, they could do for each other that could really help kind of like mm. bridge this gap between like atheism and like um, Christianity. And I think what a genetically modified skeptic, his name is Drew, for the sake of this, I won't keep saying his full YouTube channel name. Mm. Uh, what Drew said, it was just like, don't take assumption, don't interact with a person or take assumptions of a, of a person um, going into a conversation where you got those assumptions from what he said about them. Sure. Because uh, mm. he said, okay, the word is like, he said, he talked about this one Christian apologist where it's like in kind of like a bad light or he critiqued him in a way. It wasn't even like a, a roast. It was like critiquing genuine criticism. And it's like um, this one follower is like, oh, I stopped listening to his stuff because you said so. It's like, and he's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, it's like, don't take what I say at like full value. Like literally make, make your own judgment by talking to this, like remove all presumptions and assumptions about them and talk to them just like a person, right? And after what, when Drew said that, what Sean, how Sean compounded on that point was like, and what I believe in too, is like, I would rather, I want to understand more than be understood, mm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I, mm. for, yeah, for, for me, I want to know, I want to empathize to the best of my ability. I want to like know the other side's point of view, someone who thinks fundamentally different from me someone who importantly vehemently disagrees with every kind of like tenant I believe in. I want to know their point, not to convert them. I yeah. just want to know because we're all different people. And yeah, yeah. I, mean, I yeah. think, I think insight, especially when you gain it from someone who is giving you their insight, right. Is yeah. whether or not you end up agreeing with it or not, is a completely different thing. Right. Yeah. But it's, that's some of the most valuable information you will ever you will ever ascertain from another person right mm-hmm. um and i suppose it takes it takes it, it takes a while to learn how to how to go about taking in that stuff right because all of us have lived through this scenario where our parents give us a piece of insight that they've gathered through their life and you immediately brush it off as like shut the hell up you don't like mm, you don't yeah. know what you're talking about right and um it takes time and maturity to learn that you don't have to agree with the insight. But uh, what I've personally found in my life is that like almost every single piece of advice that like my parents or an adult or someone else or someone, people my age have given me at some point, I've at least kind of related to what they said. Yeah. And so, you know, the point you make about listening to other people, regardless of if if their beliefs or their ideas agree with yours, is very important because some of the most fundamental changes to the way that I see the world have come from pieces of insight that came from people who I, at first glance, didn't really agree with much on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to anyone listening, uh, the, you know, I, I hate to preach about this stuff because I, I hate coming off as, you know, knowing more than someone else. But like uh, mm. when people talk about their personal experiences, it's important to listen because there yeah. might be some like little piece that you can take from that uh, statement that might, you know, broaden your life a little bit. Exactly. Mm. Pretty much the reason why I want to understand more than getting my point across. It's like, yeah, it like people like the there's beauty in seeing like in someone else's perspective. There most mm. definitely is because oh, yeah. from one point it could probably add to your own insights. Yeah. Or just or even just as a bonus, one, you may have gotten a new friend, or two, mm. it's just like it's I don't know. It I think I only I can only speak for myself. I just like hearing like people's stories. That, that's mm. it's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, some people are, are not interested in all, all that jazz, and yeah, that's fair. It just for me, it's kind of like a win-win. <laughs> that, that's why no, we. That's why we do this show. Yeah, and that's I mean, why I wanted to get on board with it. That's why I reached out. So, like, yeah. I mean, there's too much information in this world, and we're all going to miss a little bit. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. Is why we. And I think that's another contributing factor to why we there's like the disparity between beliefs and those communities. Um. And it also, because of we don't know how to interact with each other anymore, and there's a sense of pride in mm. um, your faith or whatever you believe in, and that community mm-hmm. in and of itself, it breeds a sort of 
blind loyalty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think honestly, what I would like, again, I don't want to sound preachy as well, because I don't want to be like holier than thou or I'm better than people. But like, yeah. if there's one takeaway, I feel like those listening here, it's like, think for yourself, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> think for yourself and not even that, like demand a higher standard for yourself, like be critical. Absolutely. Question stuff. Question stuff. Or like not even that. Be open to hearing something else. Mm. Like yeah. literally. I if think it, one like, of the might... oh, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say that I was just like it's one of the few core um things I've learned from you know elementary school, you know, those uh five characteristics like be open minded and all that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's it's... just something that carried on with me, and I'm just like, why? Is everyone not doing this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially for our for, for our audience, I would like to think at least that we make a good example of how you can discuss or have a discussion between people who see things fundamentally differently. Yeah. And yet, uh, you know, still, still adhere to some kind of a decorum and also just, you know, everyone's free to say whatever they want on this show right and like mm-hmm. alec and i give our opinions to it you know sometimes we, we we've had guests where we were like i don't i don't agree with that right yeah. but um you know i feel like this is the way that people should talk to each other you know oh, just yeah. there's this level of respect that is established and you know going forward from that uh whatever differences you might have it, it's okay it's fine that way exactly and um probably like a bit of self-reflection maybe those us right now maybe from hearing this with the all like yes and i agree probably is not a good example or it's just like yeah we've been agreeing with each other but like i'll posit this to the audience it's like alec and like, alec lewis and i literally have like different type like it's different like intellectual di- there's intellectual diversity here still most definitely i don't we don't believe all in the same things mm. but i think what when in the points where we like brought up like some talking points where we all like said we agree with that kind of thing or added to it it's kind of like isn't that like also kind of indicative of the fact like just like we think fundamentally differently or believe in fundamentally different things or we approach life in different ways but look how we could find middle ground too yeah. right and there, there are points here where i agree with alec and lewis it's like yeah but like at the same time like us as people, we're, we're still different <laughs> or like yeah. what we believe in is still different. And I think we've stated that also last week and this week too. Just like, yeah, for those who are like kind of being like, but aren't you guys just being each other's yes men right now? It's like, not really. It's just we're yeah. naturally, we, we just, na- we just some, for like we just miraculously in some way, shape or form, despite us being completely like believing different things, still agree to an extent at a, at a certain like point. Mm, definitely. And I don't know. And I think yeah. groups of people still don't know how to do this exact thing. And it's um, taking what we do here or any discussion for that matter for what it is. It's yeah, yeah. an opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that, that Joe Rogan thing that happened recently about COVID information. Oh man. Drove me right off the wall. Yeah. Do, that... do you know about this lot? I, I haven't read much. I don't listen to Joe Green that much and I didn't really hear, read any articles about what, what's the controversy. So essentially, I mean, obviously he's contra- like quote-unquote controversial, but that's just because he's open to talking about anything with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially he had a couple of people talking about COVID and information, vaccines and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, people were like labeling him because he, he was apparently, um, well, how do I say this? Spreading misinformation. Yeah, spreading inf- which, misinformation. Which he wasn't. <laughs> which he wasn't because he's uh, not an actual like news entity. It's a podcast. And yeah. he had a couple scientists in their own right just exactly. talk about COVID. Here's, here's yeah. basically what really <clears throat> kicked off that entire shitstorm. So Joe Rogan had uh, two doctors on. The first doctor is the most published um, cardiologist and uh, kidney specialist in his field in history. So yeah. the, this guy, I presume, knows what he's talking about. And then the second doctor he had on was uh, was basically one of the inventors of the MR, MR, mRNA vaccine uh, procedure, right? Okay. And um, 
both of these doctors were fairly critical, not of vaccines. That's that's like if you actually listen to the episodes, which is exactly what I did once I heard this whole con- controversy. I okay. actually listened to the episodes. None of these, do- neither of these doctors said that they don't think vaccines work. That's not that's not absolutely not not what they said. What they said is okay. they are critical of the approach that virtually every government has had on relying solely on the vaccine as their way out of COVID. That's the only thing that was said in both of oh. those episodes. So and how sure, was it then? And sure, okay. some doctors, one of the doctors cited, you know, all the side effects, all the possible side effects of the vaccine, all the dangers, blah, 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 right? But mm-hmm. again, it's in their right as doctors to do that, I find, right? Yeah. And uh, this petition was started in, in, in the States, uh, also signed by doctors themselves saying, you know, take Joe Rogan off Spotify because he's spreading misinformation. And then, uh, okay. uh, what was the guy's name again? This like, and old... then celebrities got involved. Yeah, uh, yeah. The main one being Neil Young. Yeah. And he was like, I'm taking my music off Spotify because I do not want to be on the same platform in which uh, misinformation oh, wow. what a hero. is being spread. And, you know, obviously celebrities and their inexplicable amount of influence. Yeah. Uh, people start to follow suit. And then I started to have conversations with people in my life about that uh, controversy. And, you know, they take the side of like everyone else against Joe Rogan. I'm just kind of like, have you actually researched exactly. the other side Matt, of this? You know what I find so stupid about the whole thing? All of them are like, don't listen to, to Joe Rogan for health advice. And I was just kind of like, what has Joe Rogan ever said on his podcast, except for move your body, eat right, and you know get some vitamin d through the sun that is the only thing that this guy has ever like actually recommended to anyone and mm. like you cannot convince me especially if you're a medical professional that on any level that advice is wrong yeah no like I, i've heard i saw that clip about like that's a very powerful message about like fitness and well-being like you could you could think joe rogan's a controversial thing you could disagree with other things he said but like at least take what you agree with and just exactly. discard or just, or just ignore the ones you don't agree with. Like, I don't get why people have to make it absolute. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's no like advice perfect. that you come from like throughout your life, people are going to say shit to you yeah. that you, they think that you should follow and like, yeah, listen to them. Doesn't mean you need to take it. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I usually don't get involved in Facebook comment wars because they're fucking stupid. Oh, right? <laughs> but like, but like uh. this one time someone was like, look, if you want, if you want to be informed about COVID, turn off Fox News, don't listen to Joe Rogan and and, and go to your doctor to, to get the vaccine. And I was like, look, I agree with you on the Fox News things, 110%. Yeah. But what, and so I actually asked the question, I was like, what does Joe Rogan actually recommend on his show besides the three things that I just mentioned that are like basically heinous and not true? And this guy basically re- replied, I'm not going to have this discussion with you. And I was like, <laughs> dude, answer the goddamn question yeah like yeah it's it's i mean it's well within his right to like feel like he doesn't want to answer it but it's kind of also like telling too right but like it's like yeah i i did like i mean i have not i don't have strong opinions about joe rogan i don't listen to his podcast like at all in fact very minimally but i might give the the whole thing about the vaccine a, a listen but like um i did hear about that fitness message where it's like I think he had Jordan Peterson's daughter on the podcast where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, his, her Peterson. dad couldn't like work out. He was too tired. But he was like, no, no, he totally could have. Yeah. It doesn't well, take much. Exactly. What, move. Was he, was he yeah. able to walk around? Yes. Then he was able to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, he, and he said like, no, he doesn't have to go hard in the paint. Like it's like, yeah. just do laundry or like clean your room. Do something that got your you body out moving. of off your feet. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just move around a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm like, I think, is that that sounds like responsible to me? Exactly. Like, that's a really good advice. You see, this is this is the issue. When people hear Joe Rogan say, you know, exercise, th- what they picture is themselves doing what Joe Rogan does on a daily basis. No, motherfucker, yeah. you're not supposed to be. Like, you you <laughs> yeah. can't. Like your body's physically incapable of doing what that guy does, right? Because you're just not yeah. trained in yeah. in most cases. What he's yeah. talking about is go for a walk. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Clear out your arteries. Exactly. Use your muscles. God damn it, dude. Like, <laughs> like yeah, Joe Rogan's not like, and I appreciate that. He wasn't like preaching this one like fitness plan to like, oh, you have to do CrossFit or you yeah, have yeah. to eat a certain way. You have like, to lift kettlebells, like, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I forgot that. Yeah, he's like very obsessed with kettlebells, but yeah. like, you have to freaking do kettlebell jerk and cleans. Like, yeah. like, no, he just like, just go for a walk or do exactly. something you enjoy that 
involves getting your blood pumping. Exactly. That's instead why instead of sitting on your yeah. Man, the whole Joe Rogan thing, like I I had to turn off notifications from my Reddit for two weeks when <laughs> when that shit kicked <laughs> off. Because like every second notification was like from the like our slash Joe Rogan. It was just some idiot from the darkest corner of the internet being like, Joe Rogan is a fascist asshole. And that's like, dude, get off your 268 pound ass. Go for a walk. Stop fucking eating the Twinkies. It's not, it's not yeah. good for you. <laughs> oh, man. I was, like, I was like, yeah. I was like, why would people like, again, disagree with the things that you don't like about what he says, but like at least take, like respect the fact that he said good, made good points too. That's exactly. like a really good message. And that's, and I think this is what Alec and I like really didn't like. If he would have said some really crazy shit, we would have been like, okay, I can kind of get that he's like getting flamed for it. But all that he said was like fucking move around, eat right, and get some vitamin yeah. D. That's it. Yeah. To um, so do with like the COVID misinformation is like he wasn't even saying anything definitively. He was having a conversation with a couple with, of doctors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I haven't heard it, Lewis, but like was he just basically not necessarily parroting, but he was like, re-saying what they said for clarity for his end to understand what exactly. they were saying. Exactly. Look, I'll, oh. I'll, after we end this episode, I will uh, send you the names of the episodes. Um, okay. And they're, they're fairly long episodes. Uh, funny story, yeah. uh, the uh, episode with Dr. Malone, I actually was mm-hmm. listening to that pod- podcast on the night that I had my first COVID symptoms. Mm-hmm. And my COVID symptoms were so bad that I was like, at some point unable to distinguish between am i listening to the podcast or am i like having auditory hallucinations which i really did have <laughs> so, um Ooh. but it's a really good episode yeah okay cool i'll, I'll give it a listen when i get around yeah. to it yeah i know they're long like joe rogan podcast lasts for like what two to three hours or something yeah. like that yeah. two three hours yeah. usually yeah Jeez. they're super long <laughs> it's lengthy but yeah but that's just because they have a lot to talk about oh yeah that, that's, that's great that's very true yeah all right, I think it's a good place to end. That is a great place to end. Yeah. 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 Well, All thank right. you for coming on again, Lance, and being very dude, open guys, about yeah, you know, religion you so much for having in me general. For a second time. Yeah, like, for sure, dude. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This, this was great. Uh, yeah, I need to get ready soon. I need to head to school. Uh, no worries. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for your time, man. All right. Oh yeah, anytime. What's up? See you. Ooh.